the opening of the mind, the heart. is to go from from restriction from finiteness from limitation towards ex expansiveness and each step of the journey towards utter expansiveness is a step which considers the old, the familiar, and moves towards, towards the new and what is unfamiliar. And in making those steps in life for inner opening, the steps going from the old towards the new brings with it various forms of restriction and hesitation, ambivalence, uncertainty. And because of those factors operating in gross and in obvious ways and in less obvious ways, we find our heart and mind living within its own restriction. And we sense, however, that with us, each one of us, within us, there is enormous potential. A potential which implies that we can know and see and appreciate and realize more than what we know at present. And having, as human beings, some awareness of this potential, we find our life and its movement and its expression taking us in different areas, in different directions. And within the context of those areas and those directions, we continue to feel and sense more potential, more possibility, and two, in relationship to that area, that direction that we've chosen, we also experience 
fear, indecisiveness, wavering, hesitant mind. And we come in those times, in those situations, to choices that we have, we have to make. I've chosen this action, this particular field, this, this direction in my life. And one comes to see that and asks of oneself, do I persist with that? I see there's some potential for my expense, for expansiveness there. And one asks oneself too, that direction, that particular action, can that lead towards the fullness of expansiveness? the fullness of increase, of development. And so sometimes our wavering mind, our doubtful and uncertain mind, can actually be a useful message to us, useful insofar as it does help us to stop within our field of activity and question for ourselves the usefulness of it, the, v the validity of it, the, the function of it. And we may decide therein that just being concerned with a particular way of expanding ourselves, of developing our potential, may have its value on one side, yet because it isn't comprehensive, may also be carrying with it its limitation. And we may be very much aware of what expansiveness is in a real sense, in a, in a deep and, and a meaningful sense. Have you ever woken in the night and it's been in the middle of the night and there's that pervading darkness and you lie there and you can hear outside the odd, the odd sounds of the woods, of the forest. and you can sense the world around you. You can sense the, the things which are, which are in your room. And there's a quietness there. And perhaps you've 
you've gotten up and you've walked, walked, walked around and you've, you've gone, gone outside and the world, the world of human beings by and large is, is fast asleep. And you look out at the, the night sky <coughs> and the stars and, and the moon and there's a certain expensiveness there. And you see yourself, you, you recognize yourself in that situation, in your relationship to it, a participating form, expression of life. And there's a quietness there. And you experience it. And then one returns to one's bedroom, returns, returns to one's sleep. And there's just been a few moments of oneself in the expansiveness of things. The restrictions that we experience are restrictions due primarily to what we've been speaking about over these days together, to the movement of the mind. And even in life, where the movement of mind directs itself towards any particular, no matter how noble that movement may be, to do good, to help someone, to provide a service, to be mindful. Within that movement of mind, showing itself as a mental action, as a physical movement, as, as speech, that movement directs us to something, directs us to someone. And we have a relationship which is there. And in that relationship of that particular moment, there's a focus which is there. We focus on someone. We focus on something. And if our mind is in a state of calmness, if there is the relaxation of one's, one's being, if there is sensitivity, then therein, in that moment, there is virtue. There is no gross movement of mind to hurt, to harm, to, to inflict, to exploit that particular item, that particular object which one is looking at, which one is, one is observing. Because the mind is calm, and there's no wish to inflict anything on what one observes. And in that moment, with that calmness, with that observation, a relationship is established. And it's a meaningful relationship because the mind's movement is minimal. It's without expectation. It's without demand. 
it's without pressure. And owing to that, the actuality of that person, of that scene, of that situation, can, as it were, shine through to us, can reveal himself, herself, this, that, to us. But if the movement of our mind in our relationship to the particular is gross, is forceful, is fluctuating, we can't distinguish in that time, in those moments, what actually is coming from me, what am I producing, concluding about my, that relationship, and what actually is out there, so to speak, what actually is happening there. And all of that is governed and affected by our movement of our mind. In that quietness of observation, no matter what it is, a tree, or a flower, or a rock, or a person, it is required of the individual to come to understand without thought without conceptualization what that relationship is a non-verbal as, as it were non-mental understanding and that non-verbal non-mental understanding comes through re-establishing again and again that relationship with whatever is. Few people know what their relationship is to nature. Few people have experienced nature. Few people know what it is to walk on the earth. And we don't know because we live all too often and all too frequently with endless images. The images of the mind, the conclusions, the opinions, the comparing and the judging, the approving and the dismissal, all of that mind action, all of that image, all of those images prevent us from seeing what is before us. And because we don't see what is before us, we live restricted, we live in a very limited way. Look at outside, and there's trees, many trees, bearing some similarity in shape and form and color, 
the roots of the tree going into the earth, the form of the tree being set and revealing itself through the space. And that also often the way that tree appears and, and shows itself to us, that is all we know of the tree. That is all we know of that form, that, that exp expression of life. Because we've never once truly stopped and been with ourselves and sat quietly and observed the tree. With a quiet mind and a sensitive mind. And in that quiet and sensitive observation, one looks simply at the appearance of a tree, at all the characteristics of the tree. And one gives time and care and energy and, and willingness to seeing what a tree is. And of course the mind moves in that time, of course thoughts arise in that time, but the tree and the fact, the actuality of it, one stays in touch with, one stays in contact with, one stays and steadies in life one's relationship to a tree. And how very, very few people have ever done that. How we've hardly ever done that with each other. How, how we've hardly ever done that with anything in life. Because of the enormous and rather alarming frequency of movement of mind. And with the mind moving with this alarming frequency from one thing to another, back and forth, vacillating and oscillating, we live not in true reality, not in the way things are, but we live within that field of images. We live fictitiously. In the morning, as the night fades, the first light of the day begins to come. And the rising sun spreads its light across the whole face of the earth. And as the day comes into being, one can't find where the light itself actually began, any particular place. But the light begins to pervade the atmosphere. And in that pervasiveness of the light, there's an expansiveness there, showing itself in the woods and in the trees, showing itself in everything which comes to be revealed to our eyes. And there's a whole new motion and freshness and, and activity which is taking place 
And through that motion and through that activity, we too, our energy and our mind and our life also begins to move, begins to express itself. And there's the unity of the being, of the being which is all around us, the life which is around us. We move, we arise, we go about our, go about our activity, we start the new day, we start dealing with the things, the activities, the, is the issues of the day. And we experience too our mind in its movement. Sometimes clear, sometimes unclear, but still an activity. Still, despite everything, a participation. In looking and in observing ourselves and, and the restri restrictions, we see that in our mind and the f form of the mental states which arise, or with the objects which arise, we focus and we particularize. And through that focus, and through that particularizing on whatever it is, we have a world for ourselves which consists of an endless number of varying shapes and forms, of varying things, some of which we have an interest in, we're concerned about, some of which we have no interest in. And so we look and we live our life in such a way that the way we relate to the world is the way we believe it to be. It is the way in which we make our divisions in life through what's important to us. And that becomes our world. And we don't know the world, nor life, truly as it is, truly the way it is, but we because we only know it in reference to ourselves, in reference to our conditioning, in reference to our makeup, our mental makeup. And so we see that in knowing it to ourselves, for our, the way that we know it, is a limited view. You and I, each time we have some thoughts, have some ideals, have some activity, we have a limited view of the way things really are. And with that limited view, we feel limited. We feel a narrowness. We feel to be a particular. Have you ever walked somewhere and you've been 
you've been alone and you've been in the midst of nature and all around at that time there's nothing but the expanse of nature has one have you ever actually been in that situation nobody is around there's just you and there's nature there's the sky and the and the earth and the hills and the valley and the fields and the trees and one is there in the very heart of nature and you've and you're completely conscious you're completely utterly aware at that time and all the things which may have gone on in the mind prior really seem rather unimportant rather rather irrelevant rather of having little very little consequence and there is just oneself as a form of nature in a big field an expensive field called nature and in those times and in those in those moments and in the quietness of one's being at those times there's a sense a genuine sense of life of a perception of life of the feeling of life and your mind is not looking for anything you're not running out to to anything you're not particularly focused on anything but there's that energy and there's that awareness and there's that state of pure attention and there's a vividness in that the colors you, you you observe you see you see the clouds going by you see the hills in front of you and just owing to the fluctuations of the nature and the color and the shape and the form you you experience that activity you experience the bare activity of the sounds touching one of the, of the earth beneath one's feet and the odd thought too of course that comes into the mind and passes through the mind which in its own way is as of much or as of little significance as the mountain as the tree as the clouds as the sky as the sun as the earth and you're totally there totally with it and it's just happening and there's an expansiveness there all too quickly isn't it you come out of that you come out of that nature you move into some other form some other situation you go back home you go back to to your to your family life you go back to your work your city or whatever 
And all too quickly, all that one is stuck with is the memory. And what was so utterly, that utterly present in that unobstructed mind, expansive and, and open and sensitive, so quickly, so easily, the restricted mind comes about. And so we live and we think and we assume and we believe in life that what is happening around us, whatever it is, is restricting, is limiting, is locking us up. And we believe that. And because we believe that, we live in fear. We live in a, restrict, in a sense of being restricted. And then we think, because we live in that sense, particular, alienated, bound in some way or other. Because we live in that sense, we think and believe that one has to do a great deal to get out of that state, to live openly, to live expansively. And I wonder, I wonder if one really has to do a great deal to live with that openness of heart, to live in that expansiveness which has no limitations to it. During the day, we go about our activities, meeting with people and talking, and walking and sitting, and acting and doing and thinking. We go about our activities, and we move for a, through a world which is very familiar, familiar in that we see sights, we see sounds, hear sounds, and there are smells, and, and tastes, and, and touch, and the whole movement and creative expression of life taking place. And one day is rather similar, familiar, as the yesterday, and last week, and last year. And when we look at life, tomorrow is going to be rather similar and a day after. And when we look carefully, openly, at anything in life, whatever the situation, what, wherever, whatever, and we look with a steady mind, and we give care to that looking, to that observing, whatever it is, it is either just a sight, a presentation in this extraordinary and expansive field, a presentation which we call a sight of some sort or other, 
it is still just a sound, a smell, taste, touch. It is still just a feeling, just a thought, just an idea. It has always been like that. It is like that and it will always be like that. And when we can learn, we can understand, when we can appreci appreciate, to see, to, to listen, and to be, and truly to be, then this world is marvelous, is extraordinarily expansive, and also it is unimposing. And not only is that world referred to as our environmental world, all that extraordinary display and manifestation of, of what is happening ar around us, but also our physical world and our mental world. And if we see the thought as the thought, the sensation as the sensation, the, the sound as the sound, the, the sight as the sight, it doesn't present any kind of restriction. In itself, it doesn't present any kind of limitation. It doesn't create any finiteness. It's just what is happening. It's just, it's just what is revealing itself, what is manifesting. We move through the day and the sun, the sun reaches its peak and the light of it is being revealed and, and, is, and is shining on the face of our earth and the clouds may form, the clouds may apparently block out the sun but the sun being itself whether there are clouds or not, still shines, still keeps revealing its light. And the day, the day moves on, and our activity moves on. But with a heart which is open, and which is observing and seeing, one sees the similarity of the movement and expression of our life from one day to the next. <coughs> but there's a freshness in our observation. There's the freshness of the day. There's the freshness of the newness, whatever is manifesting each person, each situation, each activity. 
And one sees too in that relationship to that, that every activity, of course, is very fleeting, is very vulnerable, yet in its own way has its own strength, has its own beauty, has its own place, its own significance. We don't have to create that sense within us, we don't have to make ourselves appreciate, make ourselves feel fresh, acknowledge and see, truly see the day unfold itself. It's just a matter of giving care and attention. It's just a matter of learning to see a sight as a sight and a sound as a sound. And again, when looking in an expansive way and in just being, in just being right now, where you are, where I am, where we are, and in being aware, without choosing, without selecting, in any way, anything particular to focus in on, without choosing or selecting anything to make it stand out as different or separate or unique from anything else, then one is just being here, and in just being here, things are just happening. In such, there's no special intention of mind towards anything, so there is no selection going on. There's no special choice which is being made. There's no taking anything out of the nature in any way and highlighting it. And one is leaving at those times, at this time, things just as they are undifferentiated, without making any personal choice. In just being, in just being utterly present, and in being utterly present, allowing things to be. whatever, allowing things to be. In that allowing things to be, there's a steadiness there, there's a stillness there, there's a silence there. And there's no place for you and I to go to. 
There's no thing to hurry towards or away from. There is no involvement to be gotten into. And then thus there is that allowing things to be as they are. And in that allowing things to be as they are, manifesting in their own way, so also can we. And then there is no relentless activity, no struggle and striving, no pushing and pulling in life, no thirst for this, nor that, nor anything else. And therein we are Therein, everything is. And in that being, utterly aware, without selection, without any choice, there's a purity and there's an expansiveness. And in that expansiveness, sight is a sight, the sound is a sound, sensation is a sensation, a mood is a mood, a thought is a thought, and the world manifests and reveals And no matter what the manifestation, no matter what is revealed, it makes no difference to that expansiveness. Doesn't impinge on it, restrict it, add to it, subtract to it. And therein there is a great richness. Therein is the sublime. And no movement, no action, no activity, whatever hides what is present, what is already present.
May all beings see into life. May all beings see into the nature of things. May all beings know that expansiveness. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.